You are listening to the Fanboy Strike Back Weekly Review Podcast, episode 31. Every time I make a run, girl, you turn around and cry. I ask myself why, oh, why? See, you must understand, I can't work a nine to five. So I'll be gone till November. Said I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. Hey there, and welcome to the Fanboy Strike Back Podcast. I'm Eric. David. And uh, we're the Fanboys Who Strike Back. Uh, Most weeks we buy comics, we read a selected group of comics, and then we uh, go to our website and post a written review. Then we come to the podcast and we discuss the books that we thought were worth talking about that week. And uh, we also talk about other things that are going on, such as this week we're going to be giving a review of Super Smash Brothers for Wii. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, uh, oh, also warning, we go into pretty good detail about what happens in the books, so if you don't want to be spoiled, we recommend that you pause the podcast and come back after you read the books this week. Um, hopefully you've read your books by now. So... With that, you've been warned, and David had the choice of picking the book of the week this week, and um, Mighty Avengers it was. Mighty Avengers number 10. I've been talking about this, and I've been telling you to get this. Did you, by any chance, pick this up? No. <sighs> I hate you. I, it's, I have no interest in... It's good. It's so good. Um, now, if you remember the last time that we talked about Mighty Avengers, it ended with Doom... Uh, Iron Man in the Century getting thrown back in time. And this was a pretty self-contained issue to kind of wrap things up. But the reason why I love this issue so much is that this issue looked like it was actually a comic that came out, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Like, it had all the old-school printing. It even had, like, the little blurbs underneath the pages where it's like you know if you see thor it says if you want to know what thor is doing go check out blah 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 you know as the old editor's notes yeah and i don't i you know sometimes things can get very gimmicky and i'm not really the kind of guy who likes to relive the good old days or whatever but like i had an an over, overwhelming emotion reading this issue and it wasn't so much about the issue it was just about how it was presented you know like i have problems with trade paperbacks i buy them and i like them because they're cheap but i don't like reading comics not in issue form and reading this issue of mighty avengers like it made me feel like i was 10 years old again and like it really made me go back to the fact that like you know why i love comics so much in the first place so i would i would you know recommend it just for just for that alone but the overall story it was the story was pretty pretty bland it was just they were stuck back in time and tony had to convince doom to find time machine to get back to the present and that's basically all it was the reason why i really like this issue though is that it seems and i could be jumping to conclusions here but it seems like there's a lot of foreshadowing of things that are going to be important later um we had doom kind of starting to realize that tony's armor is far more advanced than his own and why that is because in tony's own book he 
has taken the extremist virus or whatever it is, and that's what it biologically links Tony to his armor. That's, so he's basically part of his armor now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'll probably start picking up this book when it starts getting into the scroll invasion because I I do want to know about that. But everything you said about the going back in time stuff and like I hated it in the Fantastic Four issue a couple weeks back, and it's just. It, it doesn't sound like my cup of tea. Uh, you would love this issue. I can guarantee it. Anyone who... You might not like the story, but it's enough to pick it up just for like the presentation, like I said. But um, there's also... They also kind of touch on the century again. You know, I haven't been a huge fan of century ever since Bendis brought him into the Marvel Universe because the whole thing with the century is that they tried to retcon him into continuity back in the day. And so, the Sentry was around for a long time in, like, you know, Silver Age or whatever, but then he was mind-wiped so that none of the heroes or villains remembered who he was. And so, they have to use the Sentry when they're in the past because he's the only person that is there, but it's kind of hard to explain. But everyone's going to forget about him anyway, so the century can walk around and just be an anomaly in time because eventually people are going to forget that he's there anyway. And you start to see him really kind of grasp with the fact that like he is crazy and like he's agoraphobic and he can't deal with people. And you see Doom like for the first time take notice of that and like to really take notice of the fact that like he really is unwell. And it almost seems like Doom is going to do what he can to use that to his advantage. Oh, of course he is. So, I don't know. There was just, like, a lot of very subtle hints in this issue that seemed like something's going to happen. And it ends with them finally getting back to the present, and they're in Latveria by Doom's uh, castle. Tony and the Sentry get back to that point, but all of a sudden Doom is gone, and Miss Marvel comes flying in telling them to leave, and the castle explodes, and Tony is caught in the explosion. So I don't know. It was really good. I keep on saying this book is good, and I, Eric, I'm very offended that you aren't putting your trust in me and picking this up again. Well, I do live to offend you, so... so you need to do a good job of that. Well, if it was if it was my choice for the book of the week, I, I don't know if it would be good to pick a book just on the basis of two panels in that book, Mm-hmm. But um, there there was a lot more going for this, and I would have picked Avengers: The Initiative number ten uh, by, good. by Dan Slott. Holy crap! I love this book, and it it yes. hurt me because I missed the last issue. So, oh, okay. So I was I had to kind of get myself up to speed, and so what it looked like was one of the MVP bodies that had been deceased came back and had been taken over by a weapon, or it, it obtained mm-hmm. a weapon kind of an unstoppable weapon and it was just wreaking havoc basically on the on the uh, initiative camp and yeah. it was wow I mean it really like he cuts through everybody and what was cool was we get i had been wondering what happened to Gauntlet after he was attacked apparently he's been in a coma but his the Gauntlet kind of wakes him up and they have a brief little fight and everything like that what's happening is the uh, the bad MVP is going after selected groups of people. And so the gauntlet was on his list and the head the head suit, the head guy, I can't think of his name, behind the whole uh, initiative. G- Gyrick. Yeah. He was uh he was also being targeted. And so Gyrick's also calling like 
uh, Mutant Zero and, and the Scarlet Spiders and the, the special team to uh, protect him. And uh, it, you get cuts to different scenes within the camp, and you see some people like rushing to help him. And then you get this great scene in the simulator with uh, Ant-Man and Taskmaster. And uh, they're they're gonna beat after after going through a simulation training. They hear the beep beep beep, and they're like, "What's that? Uh, I don't know. I can't I can't be bothered to answer this." And it's like, "You gonna answer it?" And Tesmus is like, "Nah." And Ant Man sits down next to him. He's like, "Hear that? Got a couple episodes of Chuck on my iPod." And Taskmaster just like, "You know something? You're good people." And I, I laughed and I laughed and I loved those two panels. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just I want a buddy comedy with them now. That was that was really good. That was that would be so great. But then also, it was just um, the book got really graphic. Like some of the main characters of the team, uh, I, I, I don't actually know what his name is, but uh, oh, it's Constrictor. Uh, Constrictor. Yeah, Constrictor he got, got both of his arms sliced right off. Yeah, like at the elbows. I mean, they're gone. Yeah, and then uh, of course the Scarlet Spiders come in, and they're all MVP clones too. And so they're like, well, we can take him. You know, we're one of them. We all share the same mind. And basically, he beheads one of them, and so yeah. that was pretty graphic too. I was like, "Oh, there was there was a lot of those oh moments in this book." So I was, even though I missed the last issue, like it was really there was a lot of momentum in this book, and I was really captivated by all of it. Plus, it was interjected with some nice little funny moments, and so uh, and I also love the the old like German professor too. I, I, yeah, and you find out that he has powers. Yeah, yeah, apparently. I had no idea. I didn't know if that was just me not being up to date on Marvel history. Or if no, that, I didn't know that either. If that was a reveal. But basically, Cloud9, I was really happy to see Cloud9 kind of take a uh, more leadership role because she's always been really bashful on the team, and she really stepped up in this issue too. And mm-hmm. so they go on a uh, hunt to find the real MVP because they need to reprogram the, the bad clone and... It, it's kind of a convoluted story, but at the same time, it's really paying off if you've been reading this book, even for the last couple issues. Yeah, well, Slot has said, I mean, there's so many characters in this book, and he's like, well, wait until the killed in action storyline, because no one's safe, and then when that's over, there's definitely going to be, a, you know, fewer characters, and he's not he's not kidding. People no. are dying. Well, they're, yeah, they're really going down, and plus I think this book's going to play a huge part because this is where we found out that on every initiative team is a hidden scroll. Right. So that's a huge thing. Like, I think this book is really going to come to the forefront soon. So, yeah, it was, it was great. Oh, that was great. And plus, plus the old New Warriors got together at the end. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, you're good. I just knew you were smiling at, at that. Yeah, I was, I was giddy. So, which I, like, are they separate from the other New Warriors that have their own book? Yeah, well, these are the original New Warriors, which, I mean, it's still... Like, eh, it's still iffy, because there's... Th- who? Didn't someone... Oh, no, these are... Th- the the reality show New Warriors that died, those were only a couple of the originals. Oh. And then here, also, are only a couple of the originals, too. So, the main original New Warriors team hasn't... We haven't been... They haven't, we haven't seen them since, like, the 90s, but... Nope. No, I'm okay with... Slapstick being killed off. I, I hope he goes. Yeah, first. I could I could go with that too. I do not like him. Fair enough. But this was a great book. Loved it. Yeah, this was, it was pretty in your face. Um, the last book that I wanted to talk about that was again great was uh, Fantastic Four number five fifty five. Um, Miller and Hitcher at it again, and you know the the 
great thing about this book and this issue is that the Fantastic Four has always been a science book, you know, obviously, but it's always kind of hokey. It's always about time travel and intergalactic travel, and that's fun. But this story here is actually realistic. What's going on is that Reed Richards' old girlfriend and a group of scientists are basically creating a new Earth because our Earth is going going to be unlivable within ten years. And obviously it has a lot to go, has a lot with uh, what's going on with our environment and social awareness. So it really gets you thinking, but it's so detailed in how they're doing things. So like they're basically creating this earth and they're talking about how they've taken trillions of pictures from every angle just in Manhattan alone because they're recreating everything in that world, even the graffiti. And they kind of talked about that. Like, should we put the graffiti there or not? But you know, it's a part of, it's a part of the world. It should be there. And you know, it's going to go bad because they start talking about how, you know, weapons are going to be banned and there's going to be basically one sentient task force to, to watch over the world, you know? And so as soon as you hear that, you know, something bad's going to happen, but it's, I don't know. It was very, maybe it's the fact that we're getting older, you know, but like we start to think about these things and we start to realize, you know, like how bad things are getting and the fact that gas prices are going to be like $4 and what the environment is. So I thought it was a very progressive and I don't know, like I was impressed with the story. And at the very end, you see that the, um, the security system, which was called cap escapes and it goes into our actual earth. And this thing is programmed to take down anything with a weapon, anything that's going to be a threat. It's supposed to be guarding Utopia, and all of a sudden it's found its way to our current Earth. So all hell's going to break loose. And it's just great. Like, I would recommend this to anyone. Even if you don't like Fantastic Four, this is an amazing book. I don't know. It's, I, I dropped it because I. It, it's just the first issue didn't grab me. And I, Nothing I, grabs I, you. You're ungrabbable. Avengers grab me. Well, the, the <laughs> thing was, like, I, I, I can't appreciate it for, like, it is being pretty in-your-face about the issues and stuff like that. Like, it's really putting it, putting that out there, and I really enjoy that. But uh, I don't know. Like, I'm very, for some reason, I'm very selective about what sci-fi I like and what I don't like. Like, I, I love Star Wars, and I love Back to the Future and a few others, but at the same time, like, I hate Star Trek and... There's, I'm very hot and cold. There's, there's no in between ground for me. And, and uh, Fantastic Four, like, I just don't know why that hasn't ever caught on with me. So, well, it just might not be for you, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's damn good though. You're missing out. I'm sure, I'm sure it is good, and, and I'm sure the artwork is really good on the book. So, uh, another book I want to talk about is Booster Gold Number Seven by Jeff Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're still doing the Booster Gold and Blue Beetle team up now that they've rescued Blue Beetle from Maxwell Lord. But true enough to what Rip Hunter told Booster Gold is you can't change this without it having major consequences. So now what we were treated to through the rest of the book was a world that's overrun. Like if the OMAC project didn't end with uh, Infinite Crisis and it had continued on and uh, many of the heroes had been hunted down and OMAC's pretty much covered the entire planet. Uh, it's really kind of a, uh, I don't know, a very scary kind of 1984 Big Brother type of 
view of it, which was the whole basis of Brother Eye, and it was like, you know, that constant surveillance in that police state that right. everyone lives in. But also, it's you get hints that, you know, Blue Beetle is probably still not long for this world. It wasn't a full bring back from the dead type of thing where he's going to be back the whole time. And he's kind of realizing that his resurrection is the cause for all of these ripples throughout time where things aren't right now. So they're, they're progressing the story pretty good. It's, it's still a time travel story and it's pretty convoluted, so I won't get into the gist of it. But uh, the book is really good. It's, it's that pure, like late 80s Justice League feel to it still. And it's it's just a buddy comic. It's it's just two buddies in a comic. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a very fun book. So um, it's pretty good. And the last book I want to talk about is Batman Confidential. And with this, the artwork by Regs Morales is really, really, really good. And um, I, I've enjoyed him ever since Identity Crisis and Nightwing. It's, it's fantastic. But what this book is, it's I talked about it, I think I've talked about it before when the last one came out, but it's set back in the days when Nightwing was just starting out, and, you know, it's an, it's an older Batman story. But what it reads like is it reads the, from, like, my favorite era of Batman, like the late 80s, early 90s Batman. And for me, this is like what uh, Avengers was for you. Picking up this book is like reading a Batman book from my childhood. Yeah. And I've always, like I've wanted that for so long, and this is exactly what that is. So this this is just pure pure goodness. I, I love it. It's like you know, there's there's that awkward tension between Bruce and Dick because they're still like not really happy with each other yet. And uh, oh, it's it's good. It's just flat out good. So if you're a Batman fan out there, especially if you're somewhat of an older Batman fan, this this is one to be picked up. Okay, well, the day has finally come where Eric, not being the hardcore gamer that he is, geeks out for a couple of games every year. And Super Smash Bros. Brawl came out for the Wii. And Eric, how much fun are you having with this game so far? This game has taken a lot of my time lately. <laughs> David's right. Like, I'm Again, I'm very selective about my video games. And I'm, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. And so, like, there's a few games, like, I'm, when this year rolls around, like, I, I'm going to have to get Ghostbusters, and I'm going to have to get uh, the the Force Unleashed. And Super Smash yeah. Bros. Brawl was another one where it's like, I have to have that game. And I'm a big fan, like, I, I got hooked on Smash Brothers in college. It was, it was a dorm room game where it just, everyone got into it, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, this just takes it up another notch. Like, there's more levels, more characters, more unlockables. One thing great about this game is there's so many little trinkets to unlock. And everything from uh, orchestra music, uh, re redone or redone music of some of the old vintage games, there's a whole gallery of that. There's trophies, there's demos of a lot of the old games. You can get demos. Yeah, I thought that was a good touch. It, it was really good. And um, different stages, you can build your own stages now, and then there's all the unlockable characters too, including Sonic and Snake and a lot of uh, characters that are new to the Smash Brothers series. And that, I mean, this is the first Smash Brothers that's online. That's pretty big too. That's true. That's really true. And uh, also, there's a single-player mode on this called the Subspace Emissary, and what that is is... Now, this is going to sound like the weirdest combination, but it works so <laughs> And for those you might remember there was a cartoon back in the late 80s called Captain and the Game Master 
And what that cartoon was, was it was basically if you took all of the old retro games and said that they may exist on their own different worlds, but they're all part of a cohesive universe, a Nintendo universe. And, uh, like, you know, Mario and Link exist in the same universe, they just don't interact in the same worlds. Now, adding to that, now this is going to sound weird, but adding to that, uh, Countdown to Infinite Crisis, the, especially the Challengers of the Unknown part of it, or, or, or not just that, but, but all of the Countdown part. If you, added, if you mixed Countdown and Captain and the Game Master together, you'd kind of have the subspace emissary. And I, You do realize that that's not a really good selling point. I, I told people. you. I told you it's going to be really weird, but you have, <laughs> you have to trust me on this. Uh, the Captain N factor, just because like all the old gaming right. icons team up, and and for me, like I'm a fanboy, and it's so fun to see like Mario and Link fighting side by side with you know all of a sudden Kirby's there and Star Fox, and like I, I'm just like you know it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But at the same time, they get split off. Like, there's an there's not much of a story, but you get like a sense of like there is stuff happening. Yeah. And there's different groups that there's different factions of the heroes that break apart and they meet up and they split up and and, and they have different battles on different areas that one might affect the other. And it's very much like it's kind of like Countdown should have looked at this and if it was out first <laughs> and taken it as an example, like it's fun. But it is cut between all these different groups, and it felt the jumping around portion of it really reminded me of Countdown for some reason. I was like, "Oh, this, this, wow! I wish Countdown was this fun." Yeah. But um. It, so how many how many people have you unlocked yet? Have you got everyone? I've got everyone, I think. I've I've gotten. See, yeah, I've only been playing it a little bit. Um, I am looking forward to getting Snake. Um, and I'm interested to see how Sonic plays. But uh, who's your Give me your top three favorite characters to use. Okay, well, Link is always my, my go-to guy. Right, okay. And then, then I've unlocked Toon Link from Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Oh, very nice. And what I like about that is I thought he was going to be a direct cel-shaded look from The Wind Waker, but actually they've taken the Toon aspect of him and they've kind of touched him up a little bit. Like, he's not cel-shaded, but he still has that kind of visual style. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about this game is you can pick different outfits for the characters. And with Toon Link, you can go back to Link's outfit from the first Legend of Zelda, where he has like the brown sleeves and the the green hat with the yellow band around it, and he has brown hair. And I'm like, oh, hey, look at that! So that you was were really geeking cool. out so much right now. I really was. <laughs> so uh, another one, they have two characters from the game's Fire Emblem, and. Right. There, there's Marth and... Marth and Ike, okay. and I, I used to use Marth. I, in Melee, they had Marth and Roy, and I used Roy because he was a bit more powerful, and Marth wasn't really built up that much. But in this game, they stepped Marth up so much. He's he's a heavy hitter. He is a really heavy yeah. hitter. And then um, Snake is also really good. Snake has nice. some really cool like Snake has some really good qualities that lend him to getting out of certain situations very very easily. Plus, he also packs quite a punch. He, although he is very slow, that's the only downside about him. And uh, Pit from Kid Icarus, he is oh oh, Pit's awesome. Yeah, Pit's, I, Pit's, I've been liking Pit. He's like my new Link. He's yeah, he's he's pretty fun to use. His weapons are good, but plus he's the ability to flight, and he's got bow and arrow. And um, 
Oh, it, that, that's good stuff. I, I just got to say, that's some really good stuff right there. Yeah. So those are probably my top ones. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, there's 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 just some really good moments, even even in the cutscenes in the game with like Link, Ganon, and Zelda, and they they brought back the Rob robot from the old Nintendo, and he's he's actually a main character and he, he fights pretty well actually. So uh, there, there's just a lot of fun little surprises, and there's even though I've unlocked a lot of the characters so far, like I'm, now I'm going back and I'm trying to get like a bunch of the trophies and things like that. Like there's the replayability factor in this game is through the roof. Mm-hmm. So, 10 out of 10. Oh, I'm loving it. I am absolutely loving it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a, a real chance to get my hands on it, but um, from what I've seen so far, it's been pretty fun. It's one of those games that you can play with your girlfriend. I play with my girlfriend a little bit, and she's like, this is dumb. And then an hour later, she's like sweating so hard because she doesn't want to lose. Yeah, so, it's, 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 it's one of those, I mean, it, it's a Wii game. It's like, it's one of those games that like anyone can pick it up, automatically play and like have a great time with it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So last week, the Incredible Hulk trailer came out and you know, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about the Hulk. Not, not really because Eric and I both aren't huge fans of the Hulk, but when it comes to the summer, we're talking about Iron Man and the Dark Knight. And there's been so much crap going on with this movie. I mean, Ed Norton is Bruce um, Bruce Banner, and Ed Norton is known for like really taking control of his films. And there's been some kind of standoff between Norton and Marvel about the final cut of the film. But I mean, here's the thing: is that we just now saw the trailer. The movie comes out in June. I can't remember the last time I heard of some kind of you know quote unquote blockbuster movie having a trailer come out three months ahead of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like for a movie that's supposed to be a big event movie like this is supposed to be, there hasn't been that much hype around it. Like, There's been, there hasn't been anything. Yeah, and, you know, I, I've heard about it because I'm on the comic book websites and stuff like that, but I don't know if I went up to, like, people in the street if they would know that this movie's coming out. Yeah, you know, like... I understand why people didn't like the first Hulk movie. I thought it wasn't bad. I thought it was okay, but it wasn't it, it wasn't appealing to everyone, especially like little kids. I mean, that's what the Hulk should should be there for, you know, little boys and all that stuff. And it was just way too convoluted and involved and this new movie seems to be, you know, quote unquote dumbing it down and making it more action oriented and I mean, we see the Hulk, and there's the abomination, and they show it. That, and basically, the trailer is just that: is that there's the abomination, the, the Hulk, and it ends with the two about to to go head to head. Um, I think Ed Norton's a great actor. You know, I'm sure he'll be a great Bruce, Bruce Banner. Tim Roth um, is going to be the abomination, and. Liv Tyler is going to be Betty Ross. It, you know, they have a good cast. The CG looked a little bit weak. But the, the, the main thing is that I, I just don't care about this. Like, I'm not excited to see this. And if I'm not excited to see this, and I have, you know, if I'm a comic podcaster, then what's, like, an average person? Like, why would they want to see this, you know? Yeah, I think this movie is basically geared toward Hulk fans. And I'm sure it's trying to draw some people in, but I don't think it's going to have that 
effect. Like, I don't think the last Hulk movie failed because it was a mediocre movie. Because I, I thought it, I thought it was average. It wasn't horrible. You know, right. It wasn't, wasn't the best movie. I'd say it was in league with like, well, actually, it, I was gonna say in league with Fantastic Four, but I actually had a good time watching Fantastic Four. But mm-hmm. it was, it was an average movie. I'd say no better than Daredevil, which I thought also was average. I didn't think it was as bad as people said it was. Right. But I, I just don't think the Hulk has that kind of draw. Like, I think he's a, he's a very good supporting character, but... He used to. Maybe it's just... I don't know. I mean, the, the Hulk show in the 80s, I mean, that was pretty big. Yeah, just... they, they changed a lot of factors of the storyline for that show, though, too. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's how the Hulk works. In, like, short little episodes where all of a sudden you see a Hulk and it's, there's a little bit of action or whatever. I mean, a big budget movie. I mean, maybe I don't. Maybe you're right. Maybe the Hulk just isn't the, that character that's going to be, you know, universally loved like other superheroes would be. <laughs> so look for our podcast review, summer of 2008. I mean, I like I said, I like the first Hulk movie, and I'll just see this, and I'm sure. Well, I wouldn't say I'm sure, but like I, I will will imagine that I'm will like it. I just don't think it's going to be an actual success for Marvel. Like I don't, the last Hulk movie wasn't really a success for them either, and I don't know why they're making another one like five years later, but. Yeah, I, I think not for me to say. If this movie does better than the last one, I think it's going to be based solely on Edward Norton being in the movie. Yes, and that'll probably be about it. If they took another Eric Bana level actor as the Hulk, which Eric, Eric Bana was good. He's he's a good actor. He's he just, is a good he actor. doesn't he just doesn't draw money. I mean, he's not a big name. Exactly, and I think this movie, if it draws money, will be because of Ed Norton, but. We'll see. I mean, I could be proven totally wrong. So, but I think this is going to be. I think it'll probably be better than Fantastic Four too. Oh, it has to be. I hope it can't be worse. So, we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, relatively short podcast this week. That kind of wraps it up for us. Um, again, we apologize. We've had kind of a, a rough uh, publishing schedule lately. Uh, both of our non-comic book related lives are, are fairly hectic right now and uh, uh, we're, we're trying to keep sucks. up so uh yeah we're just we're treading water at this point and so uh, but it's gonna get better it, it's, it's the 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 sun rising over the horizon is here and i i see it and it looks so good yeah please be patient with us while we uh try and work through this and so we might be out every Every week or every other week uh, from time to time, but we'll do our best to keep a regular schedule coming out. And so uh, with that, you, if you have any questions or comments about the show, you can email us at contact at fanboystrikeback.com. And you can also go to our website at www.fanboystrikeback.com. And that is where we post our written reviews of the week. And um, we also post other stuff, movie trailers. Uh, we recently posted the Watchmen publicity photos. So you can go there and, and check out the high-res photos of uh, the characters in full costume, which very cool. And um, with that, we also have a link to our forums on our website, which you can go on and discuss topics that we've set up, or you can go on and start a topic of your own if you, you have a, uh, a question about something that we didn't discuss on the show. That's a great way to get our opinion of it. So um, with that, you can also find us on iTunes. Yep iTunes, Podcast Alley, really any podcatcher out there. 
Uh, check it out. Uh, leave us a review if you like the show. Um, and then, like Eric said, come over to the forums. Um, we talk about everything that we can talk about the show there. You guys can start your own threads. Um, there's been some changes in Uncanny X-Men that I'm going to probably post on the forums and vet my frustration about that. But um, yeah, we, we love to see you guys on there and just you know have the whole community there. So, I think that does it for this week. Eric, you going to go play some more Smash Brothers? I'm going I'm to smash it up is what I'm going to do. Gonna we're going to have to get online with this pretty soon. I that's, mean, That's true. Because this really is the only game that you can dominate me at, and I can't stand it. This is going to be for years of Tekken. <laughs> uh, it's, it's finally, what's, what's going to be my time? Now it's going to be Rendition. my Alright, well, I'm David. I'm Eric. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. I know the hustle's hard, but we got it.